0: (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Symbol Podcast. We are Symbol Athletica. We are the brand of the purpose-driven. We stand for people that stand for something. Symbol, a representation of meaning. Athletica, a culture based on movement and challenge. We truly believe if there's anybody out there with the capacity to change this world, make it a better place, it is people just like you. My name is Earl Mann, and I am thankful to be your host in today's conversation. And I thank the universe for bringing me your way. Today, you know, often I talk about this idea of sudden insight. Um, the Japanese term for that is satori. We talk about this moment that comes from a, a a sudden insight in things. And our persistent recommendation to people that are tuning into our movement here, our tribe is that to get a broad base of perspective and ideas and strategies gives you the fertilizer and the fuel to grow your own unique perspective. And often it comes out of nowhere. Often something you've looked at for a hundred times suddenly becomes something new. And equally, something you've never seen before and on your first Uh, seeing it on a coming encounter with it it is oddly familiar this perspective this perspective this unique perspective is is often something you can use to your personal strategic advantage it might be that slight edge in your planning that gives you an profound advantage over time i remember when uh this thing happened to me. I remember the the precise moment I had this this sudden insight, one of them, and it was many, many, many years ago and I was um, in my car. I was going on a sales call in washington d c It was a very bad day. The weather rain was pouring down, the weather was crappy that 's kind of normal for that area, <laughs> but the very was really bad. I was, you know, I, although I left early for my sales appointment, I didn't know if I was going to actually make it completely on time because things were so backed up and it was just a crappy day. But as normal, um, back then, I had a library in my car of of things to listen to, everything from sales to behavior, psychology, mindset, um, just an array of different things. I, I would always listen to something, right? Always, always um, increase my breadth of perspective. So... Um, on this day, it happened. Something that I've heard a hundred times suddenly in this instant meant something completely different to me. And the thing that I'd heard a hundred times is if you want to be successful, model somebody that has that success. Model successful people. You get what they have. If you want what somebody has, model them. And for the longest, what I thought I took that to mean was act like them, dress like them, maybe go to the places they go, um, you know, do the, some of the things they do. In fact, I think this, this core idea, which I do believe to be a universal truth, the, this, the value of modeling things, um, it got re- mistranslated over time into what has become this idea of fake it till you make it. Um, I'm not as as big of a fan of that philosophy and idea as I am of what I think the root idea was that led to that, which is modeling success. In fact, biologically, we have neurons in our brains, mirror neurons that kind of help us model people in our environment. So it might be wired into the way we actually function as human beings. But the idea to model something successfully is a hugely powerful Idea. And today I'm going to talk about how I came to understand that unique insight that I had on that rainy day in Washington, D.C. When I realized, wow, that an effective strategy to become a badass would be to do a supermodel. That is the subject of today's conversation. Do a supermodel and be a badass. All right, do a supermodel and become a badass. <laughs> so here's what happened. You know, prior to that day, I had, I had this advice. I've heard this advice given hundreds of times so from stage and on, in, in programs and seminars and books um, from a myriad of different places that, hey, model success, model successful people to emulate their success. And for the longest period of time, I actually just thought that meant do what they do act, you know, go where they go, look like they look, you know, that type of thing. And I think for the large part, that's what most people to this day really believe that to be. But on this day, I had a different idea because by now I had, re- I had re-educated myself on, I had a deeper understanding, if you will, on the connection between our, um, our emotions and our belief states, the resulting action, and that little chain reaction, belief emotions and action, um, I, I became my, my understanding of perspective on, on that chain reaction was completely different by now and in this moment. And then what I heard come out of this suggestion to modeling people was something I'd never thought of before. And it's a very simple concept, I think, um, but quite powerful in its potential. Right. And, and here's the concept. In that rainy car on that day, what I, in that car on that rainy day, wasn't a rainy car, but on that car, in that car on that rainy day, what dawned on me was that, you know, I, I've witnessed and I noticed that, you know, different people in different stations of their lives view different events that happen completely differently. You know, one, one person looks at something happening and they think, wow, that's a bad event that bad event triggers emotions that are commensurate with that bad event being a bad event. Different people look at the very same event and view it completely different, which would generate a different emotions associated that are commensurate with the way they see that event and what they think it means. So in my mind, what happened really quickly was I wondered, wow. You know, obviously different people look at this world and they create different meanings around what they perceive to be happening around them. And then I had the insight. Well, what if, is there a difference? Here's the question first, because it started with a question and then my insight was my attempt at an answer. My question to myself and the universe was, well, if if, if I share... The belief set of somebody, and we have a similar belief set, and we then observe, or sense, a a, a similar event. Would it then generate similar emotions, and then downstream from that similar actions, and and I believe that to be true. I believe that to be true. So the challenge became okay. How can how can I how can I do that. How can I possibly modify my beliefs to, to to simulate the types of people I'm trying to become, so that I can view what's going on around me in a way that they would, and act, and and have my corresponding action match up. And then I realized, from other books and people and teachers and training, that there is a way because kind of the. The blueprint of your beliefs, if you wanna call it that, is your philosophy. And it was in this moment that philosophy jumped to the top of my list of dominating forces we create and carry in our lives, right? To this day, it still is. Because, it, it don't, because philosophy is the thing that captures your beliefs and, uh, and your, your entire belief system is incorporated inside of your personal philosophy, which is upstream from your emotions, which is then upstream from your actions and actions upstream from your results, right? So it just makes sense. So then it dawned on me that that's part of the value of hanging out with other people. When we talk about changing your environment, changing your inner circle, I think I have a, um, um, uh, a podcast on this idea um, called... Um, Ice fire, if you haven't seen that, that's specifically what we talk about. We talk about the incredible, unstoppable thermodynamic like function humans have on each other. Um, but anyway, that's why it's so, it's so powerful to control your environment, control those people you interact with, whose ideas you change with back and forth, is because what you are doing in those continual and sometimes intimate conversations is they're sharing with you their philosophy as you are sharing with them yours so um, if you were to hang around people that thought a certain way they were thinking that certain way because of the context of their blue the blueprint right there their philosophy but if you hung around them long enough you would get insights into what their philosophy was in fact they might come out and just tell you some things they flat out believe in that's just that's the hack that's the philosophy hack if you will You want to hack the philosophy of people that are further down the road you're trying to go down. You want to hack the philosophy, get to understand it. If you truly want what they have, if you truly want to create what they have, and when I say have what they have, I don't mean materially. I mean, that's a byproduct of what they have. What they actually have is clarity, conviction, and power. That's what you want. What you want is the clarity, conviction, and power that other people may seem to have in areas that you want to thrive in. So my... Um, Theoretical suggestion or question to you, if you'd rather be presented with a dare, is how close is your personal philosophy to that of the people you're trying to emulate? Not do you drive the same car, live in the same type of neighborhood or house, and wear the same type of shoes. How close is your philosophy to theirs? And this is what I call a supermodel. A regular model is just modeling what they look at, you know, what they look like or how they go, where they go. It's more like the fake it till you make it thing. But a supermodel, a supermodel is trying to trying to get to their philosophical foundation to understand what that is, so that you can incorporate that. And if you can incorporate key components of their philosophy, especially as related to what it is you want to do, where does you want to go, then then the, the chain reaction is the chain reaction. Then suddenly, because of your embedded philosophy, when you see something happen, you see the same thing that they see. Where some may see danger, you may see opportunity. You know, that type of thing. You see something different. And you generate a completely different hormonal profile as a result of what those inputs you're getting, those sensory inputs. And those those hormones and those feelings, those emotions move you. You take some type of action. You take some type of action based on your emotions. So the idea is if you can emulate the philosophical components of people you're trying to be like, it stands to reason that you will see what they see, feel what they feel, and then correspondingly do what they do. Simple idea, right? Simple idea. This came to me on this, I've heard it hundreds and hundreds of times. You wanna be like successful people, model their behavior, model their behavior. But on this one day, I heard it completely differently. And since that day, I've been approaching it differently. And I think it's yielded pretty powerful results. I definitely know that, you know, looking at my trajectory over time, um, what has changed more than anything else and outside of my surroundings and stuff has been um, my, how I, what I believe and my clarity on what I believe and, and why and what I'm doing about those beliefs. So, um, I will also say this, I will also say this, that a byproduct, a byproduct of consciously um, uh, living by a philosophy that feeds what you claim to want and or desire, the byproduct of that, I think, is this little thing called happiness. (laughs) This little thing called happiness. In fact, there's been some, some serious studies on And What are the components of happiness? There's one multi-country study, multi-cultural study, which meant different types of people, different types of religion, different types of social status, wealth, money, blah, 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 all around the world, and they tried to narrow down to, hey, what are the basic components of people that are self-described as being genuinely happy? And it came down to a few core things, one of which is control, the perception of control. In fact, we may do a podcast just on that whole idea. But the perception of control is a large component of the people's mental makeup that self define themselves as actually being happy. So there you have it, folks. That's a bonus for you. This was do a supermodel, become a badass, and be happy. (laughs) Well, thank you everybody for tuning in today's conversation. As always, if you know people that might benefit from our random conversation as we try to get better at stuff, please let them know about the Symbol Athletica podcast. You never know what chain reaction you might be starting and how you might be changing the world in a slightly better way. See you on the next podcast.